twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about using two-way radios in the warehouse. We'll discuss the types of radios used in a warehouse, important features and operational requirements to consider when choosing radios for use in various warehouse environments, and recommend some specific makes and models of two-way radios for use in a warehouse. We'll also review the Motorola CLP-1060 two-way radio with Bluetooth and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Two-way radios are very important tools for communication in the operation of many types of businesses, uh, particularly if such a business has a warehouse. Yes, uh, warehouses are a very, very popular use for two-way radios. We hear every day from businesses that have a warehouse or do some type of warehousing that are looking for two-way radios. So their employees can stay in touch and and quickly communicate with one another. Now, as far as the types of radios that are used in in a warehouse environment, most of them are are really relegated to one primary type, right? Well, most of what we see uh, warehouses using are business, portable, handheld two-way radios using UHF frequencies. UHF frequencies penetrate steel and concrete structures much better than VHF, so they're more ideal for a warehouse-type situation. Normally, we wouldn't put a warehouse in VHF radios. Um, we also see warehouses benefiting from uh, wireless intercom systems. These are, are intercoms that you can mount by a door or you know throughout the facility on a wall or, or wherever, and pressing a button and talking will communicate with the entire two-way radio system. Call boxes are very similar. Call boxes normally would go yeah. on the outside. Also, base stations. We see warehouses occasionally taking advantage of base stations where, you know, maybe inside an office area uh, where a fixed location is going to need communication, you, you could uh, sit a base station there. No, a warehouse supervisor can have one on his desk and notify everyone out there in the warehouse floor, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly very, the type of thing easily. we see. Yeah. Now, there are some basic requirements for radios used in uh, a warehouse. We have them sort of broken down into about four different categories, four primary categories. Yeah, range is the big one. Range is what we get questions about a lot of the time because uh, there are two-watt radios, there are four-watt radios, one-watt radio, five-watt radio, repeaters. The question we hear is, how much power do I need to cover my area? That's going to primarily depend on how large the warehouse area is and whether or not you're communicating with anyone else in the rest of the 
the facility, like in the offices and, and outside you, and that sort of thing. You are exactly right. Mm-hmm. A, a one or two watt radio is, is going to cover a 10,000 square foot warehouse without a problem. But bigger warehouses are going to need more power uh, or maybe even repeaters to get the range or full coverage throughout the facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, the cutoff is around 150, 200,000 square feet. Um, once you hit 150, 200,000 square feet, we're going to recommend that you move up to a four or five watt radio from a two watt radio. And if your warehouse is much larger than 300,000 square feet, or if you have a lot of uh, walls or different rooms the signals have to penetrate through, or even um, separate buildings, you may find yourself needing a repeater Mm -hmm. if you're over 350,000 square feet or uh, in multiple buildings and such. Now, aside from range, durability is probably the the second thing on the list because when you're in a warehouse environment or any kind of manufacturing environment – uh, the durability factor is going to be very important. You're right. Uh, lightweight radios are not recommended for warehouse-type use. I mean, you, normally your floors are going to be concrete. One drop with a, a non-mil-spec radio is probably going to be it for that radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, get something that, that uh, meets military specs, a good business-quality radio, and um, you know, it'll last for years. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of radios get uh, dropped from, you know, from high spots. Uh, they probably get run over by forklifts and all kinds of things. Oh, we've heard <laughs> some stories, believe me. And the thing is, though, warranties don't necessarily cover. You know, a lot of people say, well, my radio is under warranty. Uh, I don't have to worry about if I if I drop my radio off or, or if I do something to it. But warranties don't necessarily cover damage that you cause. They, they cover defects in workmanship and things like that. Manufacturer defects. Exactly. That's right. We A lot of times our manufacturers are a little flexible, but, uh, you know, if you try to send back a radio that's been crushed by a forklift, you mm-hmm. might, you know, run into some problems. Yeah, Probably. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, most likely you, you will run into some problems. Yeah. Um, now we've discussed uh, repeater capability already, but that's that's a third factor there in, for the larger operations. That's right. And and one thing I want to mention is um, most of the time when people think about repeaters, they're they're talking about fifty watt repeaters with with antennas and such. A lot of times with warehouses, what we see are you know a few dead spots throughout the building or the facility, and uh, if that's the issue that you're having. Or maybe your warehouse is right on the the line where, you know, you've got a few spots that you aren't getting coverage in. You don't want to spend the money for uh, a full, high-powered repeater. There's something um, that's made by Ritron that we recently started carrying called a Liberty Repeater. It's a 5-watt repeater. Mm-hmm. You can put this in the middle of your facility, and it's 5 watts, and it will get rid of all those dead spots. Well, and you don't have to worry about installing an, an antenna on the top of your building. You know, mm-hmm. you just you just sit this repeater and somewhere toward the center, there's a mag mount, magnetic mount antenna that comes along with it, and takes care of your problem. But it's not enough to just decide whether or not you need a repeater. You need to also consider when you're purchasing the radios as to whether or not those radios are repeater capable, because uh, now. 
most business radios are, but not all of them. Not all radios are, are repeater capable. Right. Uh, most of the time, if you have a 4 or 5 watt radio, it's going to be repeater capable. Those are going to be fully programmable radios, and they'll be radios that we have to set up here with your frequencies. Um, if you're purchasing a 2 watt radio, like the Motorola RDU 2020 or 2080 or the Kenwood TK3300, those are 2 watt radios and they're not repeater capable. Um, they do give you a little bit of flexibility in that you can change frequencies yourselves and, and do some setup right on the radio, but you, you lose that repeater capability. And even if you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm just in a small warehouse, I don't have to worry about repeaters, but you know, for most businesses that um, are there for the long term, you also need to consider future expansion. Do you think you might expand your warehouse at some point? Do you think you might move into a larger facility at one point? Uh, if you do that, you don't want to have to go out and scrap all of your radios and, and have to buy all new ones just for uh, just to add that capability. So it's something to consider. That is definitely something to consider. If, uh, like in your example, if you have a twenty thousand square foot warehouse now, you're planning on growing your business. If mm-hmm. five years from now you find yourself going to a hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand square foot warehouse. You're going to have to replace all of your radios, possibly, um, if you need a repeater or uh, you know higher power. And we expanded our warehouse last year, so we have we have some personal experience with this. However, we were thinking ahead, so we, you know, we expanded our warehouse. We were ready. That's right. Another option to consider is whether or not the radios are multi-channel capable. Uh, that's right, multi-channels. It, it, if you're a large enough business, most likely you're going to need to, radio communications is going to be so critical to your business that you're going to have multiple groups of people that need to communicate with each other. Like, for example, your warehouse employees may be on one channel and um, another set of employees may be on another channel. And, and the channels let you separate that communication. So most higher powered radios, four or five watts, are going to have at least 16 channels. Even most two-watt radios have at least two channels. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you find yourself needing more than two channels or uh, more than four channels, uh, maybe go ahead and start with a four- or or five-watt radio. Those are the primary requirements. Range, durability, uh, repeater capability, multi-channel functionality. But there are some optional requirements to consider as well. If you're... you're, um, in a specific type of warehouse or manufacturing uh, facility that has special requirements for, for radios, it's something you need to consider. I mean, one of those would be intrinsically safe. Yes. If your business um, deals with flammable or hazardous materials, an intrinsically safe radio may be required. This is a very small percentage of customers, but still, you, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, and then, of course, as we mentioned earlier, stationary call boxes and intercoms. I mean, the, there are some smaller warehouses that may not necessarily need them, but um, uh, there may be certain situations uh, where you, even in a smaller one, where you have four or five people running around and you don't necessarily need to outfit them all with individual radios, but you still need to have a couple people on each end and, and maybe have a base station somewhere or intercom where uh, in, in a centralized location where several people can share that device. Yeah, in our case, um, the 
place on our warehouse where we get freight deliveries is not necessarily somewhere that we always have an employee. Mm -hmm. So we have a call box right by where we receive deliveries. And if no one is there, the driver can press a button and talk right into our radio system. Okay, well now we cover the types of radios that we need and some of the features that that we really uh, should look for in these radios. What are some of the recommended radios for warehouses? Uh, Anthony, what would you recommend for starters? Very popular one is the the 4011 from ICOM. They have 4011 UHF, 16 channel, four watt radio. It's a good value radio. I mean, one sixty nine ninety nine mm-hmm. is uh, what this radio sells for, and it gives you a lot of power. That's why it's it's one of our most popular radios. It's fully programmable, repeater capable, and it, at uh, a price that's less than some of our two watt radios. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Kenwood has a, a couple models that are also popular uh, in warehouses as well, right? Yeah, and the the two watt version, the, the thirty three hundred series. It's available in either a four-channel or sixteen-channel radio. It's two watts. It is user programmable um, with the business itinerant frequencies, two-year warranty, lithium battery, whole nine yards, and then, uh, like I said, there's a four-channel available and a sixteen-channel. I like the battery life on on the Kenwoods, especially the two watts. I believe that you can get over twenty hours. Yeah on that battery and very very good audio quality and i believe this is probably we probably sell more of these radios to warehouses than uh than than a lot of the other models right these are one of our most popular ones i think the icom is probably a little more popular but the kenwood is um still popular (laughs) uh tk3302 that's another one yeah that's their four watt 16 channel radio um not going to get as good as battery life as the the uh, 3300 series. It's about 18 hours. And it uses the same battery. The, the reason for that is it's more powerful. So that's it, right. It mm-hmm. uses more battery. Now, Motorola has a number of models that are, are really well suited for warehouse use. Yeah, the RDX series is great. And in that series, you've got a few options. The, the RDU 2020 and RDU 2080. Those are the two-watt radios. One is a two-channel, one is an eight-channel. And the 4100 and 4160 are the four-watt radios. And uh, Vertex also has a couple models. Now, now there's one particular model. We use a Vertex in our our warehouse. We use a model that we like. We do. We use the Vertex VX451. This is a new radio from Vertex. It's sort of midline uh, from Vertex. It's a brand-new platform. Vertex is built from the ground up, and it, it's a very, very good radio. Very good audio quality, 32 channels, tons and tons of features. Now, it's not an entry level. It's a little more um, advanced, but um, the price still isn't isn't that high. It's got three-year warranty, too. It's just, Vertex it's just has the best in the business as far as uh, warranty goes. Now, if you're in a warehouse that we mentioned earlier, that is working with hazardous or flammable materials, then uh, as far as intrinsically safe radio is concerned, we've got a couple models there that are good choices. Um, one is also a Vertex, VX427, um, right? That's right. And the ICOM F60 is ICOM's intrinsically safe radio. Okay. Now, intercoms and call boxes. What are our recommendations there? 
Rytron is the best in the business when it comes to intercoms and call boxes. The Jobcom is their intercom. This is one uh, that's intended for indoor use. If you have a place that you need an intercom mounted inside your warehouse or inside your office, uh, the Jobcom is the way to go, the JBS 446. And if you need an outdoor call box, we stock the Rytron Series 1. Mm-hmm. The RQX451. This is the one we use on our warehouse. There's two versions. There's a heavy-duty one for uh, full outdoor use, exposed to elements, everything. And then, then there's a lower-end version that you have to do a little uh, extra weatherproofing for if you're going to put it out in the rain. Or That's really more for, for the indoor use, really, I would say. You could use it outdoors. It's really for covered the, area. For yeah, covered area. And, and, Anthony, you've programmed these um, – these call boxes before it's it's pretty easy to do it's just pretty simple yeah if you got uh, most some of them you can program without the software i always cheat and use the software because it's a little <laughs> bit easier um but it's like programming anything else it's got a list of frequencies that are that are programmed into it and uh you just match them up yeah nothing really complicated about it if you're buying a call box or um a intercom for your business and you want to program it yourself you don't have to get the software uh, they're all capable of being programmed right through the device now it's like anthony was saying it's a lot easier to use the actual software but if it's something you're going to do one time when once you get it compatible with your radios you're, you're done it's probably worth digging through the manual and spending 15 or 20 minutes yeah figuring it out probably won't take that long though really in most cases any other thoughts on uh on using radios in the warehouse? No? No. Anything else? I think that about covers it. I think we got it pretty well covered. Okay, well, coming up, we'll review the Motorola CLP 1060 business two-way radio with Bluetooth. Does this radio have teeth, or is it totally toothless? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we're going to review a new Bluetooth-capable business radio from Motorola, the CLP-1060. Well, folks, it's finally here. The long-awaited CLP-1060. I think we've mentioned this radio a few times. We have. And every time it's been, we don't know when it's going to be here. We're told this, and it's always pushed back a little bit more. But they're finally in stock, ready to ship. We Uh, have them. 
Yes, we do. Um, Your pre-orders have shipped. Yes, they have. And we're glad to take uh, more orders. Um, basically, a, a, an extension of the, the CLP series that's been out for, for some time now. But it's a, it's a Bluetooth-compatible two-way. Yeah, no we, we reviewed the C, regular CLP series back on episode 22. So I guess let's not go into you know the features of the radio because it's really the same. I guess we'll, maybe we'll concentrate on the Bluetooth part. That's right. And um, for this review, as far as radio differences, there's not much. There's right? not much no. at all. It's um, a six channel versus a, a uh, one or four channel. That's right. Just add a couple more channels. It's it's really it it looks the same. I mean, unless you knew that it was in 1060. I mean, you'd have to. It, it's on the front. But other than that, other than the label, it looks exactly the same as the the 1010, the 1040. Not the older version, but the current version. Yeah, it still packs the, the the good size to it, the the, the real small, compact. Um, but what I like about it is, it's a lot of times when you're pairing up Bluetooth with radios or anything, it's a pain. Mm-hmm. This you just power them both on. The the radio finds the Bluetooth and it's synced. Yeah, you did it in just a few seconds. It's, a little it long, does though. it in about three or four seconds, and you know it talks. Now, is that automatic? I haven't played with one of these myself. It is automatic. You basically just turn them both on. You'll see a series of lights flash on the on the radio itself, and uh, the Bluetooth actually talks to you as well. It'll say "phone synced" um, or "phone paired." Nice. And um, you can basically just put it on your waist with the belt clip, and you use the push to talk, the giant push to talk that's on the radio. And talk through the uh, the Bluetooth. Sound quality is pretty good. It's it's decent. You know, Bluetooth is always going to have, to me anyway, it's always a little bit lighter in sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was pretty clear. Um, talking to uh, paired it up with a RDU forty one sixty D, and they talked just fine. Can you adjust the volume from the? There's two the settings. Itself? There's two settings on the the Bluetooth device itself. Uh, volume low and volume highest mm-hmm. is, is how they do it. But if you're if you're in a really loud environment, it's probably not going to be ideal. But if for dental offices or restaurants, things like that, it's, it's going to be perfect. So I'm thinking restaurants because one of the things about uh, restaurants when you're carrying radios around, you, you know, you've got the wire hanging down from the headset, and if you can eliminate that wire, then you've just increased the dexterity. Of your server or your 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 host or hostess or you know what yeah it's they not need get, to do. not getting caught on anything and I, I imagine this is going to be a much more comfortable radio to wear without wires and I mean the radio is extremely light already you're talking mm-hmm. two ounces for mm-hmm. this radio and now no wire between the radio and the earpiece you can completely hide this radio so the the customer or the patron really wouldn't have any idea that you are on a radio unless unless they're really looking into your ear you know that's right that's right so um so it it, it makes it a little more discreet it yeah, really it's, does it's, uh, i'm glad it's finally here we've been moving quite a few of them uh, we had a lot of people pre-order and got people coming in for, for uh, and uh, you know a, a different alternative using mm-hmm. the, with the bluetooth um the only thing i'm, I'm not crazy about is that we've tried to if they could have had a dual pairing bluetooth to work with a cell phone as well yeah that would have so been ca- nice carrying your phone and your radio and they could both work together um 
but I guess if you're working, you shouldn't be on your cell phone anyway. It's more of a <laughs> uh, use your your radio. But uh, that's now, true. Th- this radio should work with most any Bluetooth headset. It's standard Bluetooth. So if you already have a Bluetooth headset that you like better than the one that's included with the radio, you shouldn't have a problem pairing them up. Now, keep in mind, Motorola is not going to support that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have problems with the radio or you need help and you have to call for support and you're talking to Motorola, they are going to make sure you're using the included Motorola HK200 Bluetooth headset. They won't support any others, although the radio should work fine with them. And uh, the price on this? Runs $369, which is definitely a little bit higher than the, the corded CLPs, but you're getting the extra two channels and you're getting the Bluetooth capable radio and that includes the bluetooth headset of course and we offer free shipping free shipping yep free shipping and uh and if you mention the promo code or actually if you put in the promo code show at the checkout you get an additional five percent off your order so can't beat that deal that's right can't see i'll beat you to it this week (laughs) (laughs) i was ready but you were a little quicker any any negatives to the radio really it's so new that um, that it's. I haven't heard any as of yet. Mm-hmm. You know the push to talk button uh, situation now. Normally, if you're using a headset, you would um, push the talk button on the microphone that's mm-hmm. in line with the wire. Now, with the Bluetooth headset on this radio, there's no push to talk button. So before you speak, you've actually got to you've got to hold down the button on the radio itself. So. Maybe a drawback is that now you've got to keep the radio a little more handy than you would have before. You could have mm-hmm. kind of hid the radio anywhere previously, but now the talk button's got to be kept within reach. And there there are some accessories that make that a little easier. There's actually a magnet accessory for this radio. Yeah, so you can clip it on your... Yeah, you put one, end, one side of the magnet on the back of the radio, and since the radio is only two ounces, you uh, put the other one behind your clothes, and you can basically clip this radio anywhere. But as far as the button itself is concerned, it's a really large button. So you can put it under your clothes somewhere, and you can, uh, you know, if you know where it, as long as you know where it is, you can pretty much press it, and you don't oh, have yeah. to worry too much about missing it. The, the, the talk part. button takes up at least half of the front of this radio. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you can't miss the talk button. So that that's a plus side for it. Any other thoughts on this CLP 1060? No? Nope. Cool little radio? Cool little radio. All right. Well... Literally, a little yeah, radio. It is. Well, we have some uh, questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from uh, Cyberwarp535, and uh, he says, uh, or she, could be he or she, uh, can anyone tell me what CPS that will allow custom FCC allowable frequencies on the RDV 2080D? Also, would anyone happen to have one of these already programmed for MERS? You have to have the distributor CPS programming software, the dealer version of the programming software, in order to put custom frequencies in on the 2-watt radios. And if those custom frequencies you want to put in are the MERS frequencies, it's not going to work. No. Um, Motorola came out with the RDM series of uh, two-way radios that are specifically MERS radios. And if you want MERS frequencies on an RDX series radio, the only way you're going to get it is to buy an RDM 2020. 
yeah, the, the software won't let you put those MERS frequencies in there. Right. Our next question uh, comes from Chris. And uh, he says, okay, so my job site uses Vertex standard VX231AD0B5. Not sure of the specs on these. I was wondering if my Midland GXT1050 VP4 could be programmed to work with these. Any help on this would be great. He also says, uh, job site is running channel 4 on the Vertex. And that's for Chris. And you know, uh, it doesn't really matter uh, which channel it's running. It's really what counts is what the channel is programmed to. Yeah, the, the channel number doesn't really help us. We really need to know what frequency it is. What model of Vertex was that again? A 231? That's the, 231. the AD0B. That's the VHF version. It'll so pretty much, for the most part, it isn't going to work because um, uh, that's a VHF radio. Yeah, the, the Midland GXT, well, any of the Midland consumer radios are using GMRS frequencies, which are UHF, so it's impossible to make your VHF Vertex talk. Yeah. So the short answer is uh, is No. Uh, you can't program. Well, he's asking if you can program the the 1050 you cannot, to work with, and you, you can't do that because those are all those are all pre-programmed uh, uh, FRS GMRS frequencies. Okay, uh, and the uh, last question comes from Michael, and uh, Michael says, um, "Hi, oh, actually, this is for you and me, Anthony." He says, "Anthony Rick." Hi, guys. I caught your show while looking around the Internet for a good option to use on my motorcycle with my Kenwood TH-G71HT ham radio. My brother-in-law and I will be going to our annual camping trip in June, but instead of going in the same vehicle, I'll be on the motorcycle and he'll be in his minivan. I've got a fancy schmancy intercom system on the bike that used to work with a handlebar-mounted push-to-talk switch, but after going through three of the switches now, I'm looking for an alternative to that system. Doing a search, throat and ear mics, Google spit out your site with what seems to be a viable answer to my needs. Um, what he's requesting, he says, please try to incorporate a spot on the subject system, I guess in a future show, if at all possible. There are currently no reviews on your site on it to date. I've only seen one similar system that accommodates my model radio um, on another site, but the one review I found was very bad. The PBM1 accessory... Uh, and this is, uh, he's referring to the Impact Platinum PB1 bone induction mic. The PBM1 accessory at about $100 is not cheap, and because of its in-ear design, probably can't be returned, so I'm leery of shelling out the money without any clue about its performance, and I'd appreciate your help if possible, and that's from Mike. Um, first of all, Mike, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate the, the kind words. The... Um, the thing about the bone induction mics is uh, we could probably set up some kind of an episode and we talk about them, you know, do a review on them at some point uh, in the future. Uh, the The only thing about the bone induction mics is that it, even if we review it, it's the mic is in the eye or the ear of the beholder, so to speak, <laughs> is that it's going to be uh, – it's a matter of some people – some people like – those kind of mics and some people don't so yeah unfortunately i I haven't tried that impact bone induction mic myself i haven't either and it's not a very popular style so we we don't get a lot of feedback on them over the years um, i've talked to some customers who in general love the bone induction mics and some who hate them i mean they 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 are a um, i guess as far as returned accessories go a little higher than average 
because some people get them and they, and they, they don't like the way they work. Um, so it, it is sort of hit or miss, like Rick said. Uh, one customer's experience may not be the same as another. And that's going to be true if we're reviewing it because because it's a type of device that you really develop a taste for, so to speak. Really, I don't uh, think it's, it's difficult it's, to review. I don't think anyone goes into the choosing a bone induction mic because it's it's their favorite type of mic. It's always going to be a situational thing where maybe you're you're using a helmet and you need something that fits inside your ear or maybe there's a lot of of wind noise or maybe you're in a high noise environment and you need a, a mic that's not going to transmit any of that noise and mm-hmm. uh, the bone induction mic is is a good answer for that sort of like a throat mic um now, some people love the throat mics. Some people don't like them. I know, Anthony, you're not a real huge fan of the throat mics mm-hmm. uh, yourself. I know some people who do like them. Um, well, they, they have their place, and bone induction mics is, is yeah. the same um, scenario. It, it, if for your use, a more comfortable mic isn't an option, then this is something that you need to consider. Yeah, I don't know that we could really give a fair review on something that that's going to uh, polarize some people for and against no matter what. So, um, you know, we, well, we, could, the, the we could give it a is, try. Is it, the, the question is going to be, does it work for the situations where you would choose it? And, I mean, I think we know going in the audio quality is not going to be as good as you would get with a more standard mic, and the comfort level is not going to be as good as what you would get with a behind-the-neck headset or um, even a, an over-the-ear style D-ring or, or something like that. And if you're going to but, get one of these, it's, it's a good deal of time. It's because you're trying to eliminate a noise factor. Yeah. The, the question and, is, does it eliminate noise, and is it comfortable enough to tolerate, and does it protrude very far from the ear? I mean, is it something where you could wear it underneath a helmet and still be fine? That, those are the important considerations for me for uh, a in-the-ear bone mic. I think part of that, too, has to do with the fact that everyone is different. You know, different size and shapes of heads and, and, and ears and that kind of thing. For some people, there's enough distance in the inner ear and, the you know, the ears, uh, a, a size that, that, hey, a bone induction mic will work great for you. And then other people have smaller ears, maybe not enough s- space in that in the inside. And, you know, it might be very... Uh, uncomfortable for them. So it's just going to really depend overall. But it's something that we can look at for for a topic of a future review. We can can look over and see how we can maybe best approach it, I guess. Uh, Anyway, I guess that does it for the questions and answers this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the two-way radio show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, Blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Uh, Before we go, does anyone have any final comment? Nope. Okay. I think we covered it. I think we did. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. 
Well, everyone, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the two-way radio show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Teamster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. We'll be right back.